You are listening to I Survived the Wild Outdoors podcast, where real outdoors men and women share their heroic tales of survival. I'm your host, Brad Mathewson, and this is their story. Today's guest is Ron Reedburn, a former contractor and now owner of Farmers Union Insurance. Ron has spent his entire 69 years hunting and fishing in Clark, South Dakota. A case of buck fever and not handling a loaded gun in a safe manner nearly cost Lon both his legs and life while road hunting with his buddy Dave on November 22, 1982. Can you share with us what transpired that day? Well, I got up that morning in that, and it uh, first day of deer season. And it's every kid's dream. You're, you're going to get up and you're going to find that big buck, and it, you just um, and living in the community here and that. You, you know, we we knew where there we were scouted out, and we seen some nice deer. So I got up that morning and I walked out of my house and right next door to me is my neighbor and he was carry he was carrying his gun he was just getting ready to go and I says well are you going out deer hunting he says yep he says I am but he says I can't find anybody to go with well I said by golly jump in I says um we'll we'll go together I said either we'll get some or we won't yep so he he jumped in the pickup and um, I drove and away we went we did, we went out of town ways, and uh, I knew a couple of places that, I, you know, that I thought we could do pretty good in that. So we j- we pulled up there and walked out, and wouldn't you know it, just like that, here come this, her- it was a herd of deer. I mean, it was a lot of deer, and right in the middle of it was a nice big buck, and I, boy, I says, my partner, I said, I, there's a nice one in the middle. He says, well, he says, I see it. And uh, I pulled up and one shot and I dropped it. Wow. And so, yeah, and walked out there and just like that, I, wow, I said, Dave, I says, this is a little better than I thought we was going to. It was a six by seven, which. Cool, that's it, a nice deer. Know, yeah, and it. It curved in, and it was perfect tines across the front. So we drug it over and threw it in the pickup and went to town and hung it up. And um, now I put my tag on it. I said, well, I got my deer. And I said, now I said, we better run out in the country. And I said, we'll have to take a look see if we can find you one. And he was pretty excited because the bag, that kind of a deer, and his first year of deer hunting, he was looking for, wow, this is going to be really good. Yep. So we went a little different direction out of town, and we drove down a a, a row, a, a grass road that was still an established road where we, I had seen some deer in that. And wouldn't you know it, right off the side of the, on the passenger side, there here was three, four deer, and they were just like they were running right at us. And I, I stopped the pickup, and I said, Dave, I said, the one in the back, I said, that's a big buck. And... He rolled his window down, and I got I stopped the pickup, and he stuck the gun out of the pickup, and they just like they got in front of the pickup too fast, yep. and we couldn't we couldn't get a shot at him. I opened my door up, and I got out of the 
driver's side, and I grabbed the binoculars, and I said, I'll put the binoculars on them and keep an eye on them. But I said, boy, I said, that, that front one is a nice, and that's the last thing I remember. The next thing I know, I heard a gun go off. And the next thing I know, I was laying on the ground, and the, I was burning. I was burning up my face. my Everything was burning, and the concussion, my, I couldn't hear. And uh, what? It, you know, it was just like it took a long time, but... Uh, what happened? But pretty much um, in a few minutes, my friend, he come out and he says, my gun went off. I just shot you. Oh, my and Lord. I, and I just laid there and I just said, oh, my goodness. I said, I, said, I don't know. I said, I, I just, I can't move. And he, he says, I, I shot you. He says, I shot you. And I just, well, what, what? I says I, I don't know what you. I said we better get get in the pickup, and for a little while we couldn't get the pickup because he got pretty sick. He was, it, I think it was pretty hard on him for the next few minutes and that. And I don't know why. I just I said you gotta. I said you gotta get your you gotta get your head clear. You gotta help me in the pickup. And I says, we got to get to town. He says, and finally he just, okay, all right. He says, we'll do what we can. But at that time it was, it was getting to be where I, I kind of figured something that hit me pretty hard. Okay. And I got, I didn't get up. He helped me up. And I said, I, I can't get in the front seat. I says, my, my legs hurt so bad. So he put the tailgate down, and he put me in the back end. And when he put me in the back end, he just kind of laid me down, and he was getting a little bit excited then. And he jumped in the pickup, and he turned the pickup around, and away we went across the field going about 50. It's going to bounce <laughs> right out. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> and I, I just I pounded on the back window. This sounds to me like a hard story to believe, but what I pounded on the back window and I said, "You got to stop the pickup." I says, it, "It hurts so bad, I I can't, I can't take it." And he just stopped the pickup. And he opened the door and then he we put the tailgate down and he put he grabbed me and and lifted me and opened the passenger door and kept you know he put me in it and. And I says, Dave, I says, I don't know. I says, I don't, I, I says, I, I think I'm going to pass out. I says, I'm just getting really weak and really tired. No, he says, no, no, no. And, you know, he just kept, you don't. And he just, when I was in the passenger side, he kept taking the door and trying to shut the door. And he says, the door won't go shut. The door won't go shut. I says, my leg is still in it. Oh. And part of the leg that was the worst one that was shot off was uh, part of it was hanging down and couldn't get the door shut. And he lifted it in there. That's when I knew that, you know, this is going to be, we're going to have to get to town fast. And he got me in there and we, we went to town and um, we got into town. We just have a little clinic in town. 
and he pulled right up on the right up on the grass and he ran in and next thing I know there was a couple nurses they come running out and they helped me inside and she looked at him, at me and um, she says Lon she says I'm not going to cut you she says I, I'm just not going to and I says what are we going to do she says I'll get the ambulance and she says we'll send you on the water town which is 30 miles away in that okay. little bigger place and you know then they commence then um, my partner did to call my wife and two of my well my kids and that that um, I'd been shot and when I got to Watertown by ambulance they um, pulled me in there and the guy that was at that time the, the old boy that was a doctor in there he come walking in he had he was holding his x-rays and he was looking at it and my wife came in then and she was getting, like I said, she was in a bathrobe. She was getting ready for a wedding. And she was, um, how bad is this, Doc? How bad is it? How bad is he? And the doctor looked at him and said, and looked at her and said, we're going to take the one leg off and hopefully we can save the other leg. Wow. And she, she says, what do, what do you mean? He says, the big bone. He had a name for it above my knee. Your, your femur, bullet, was it? Yep. Yep. Femur. The bullet went through the femur, come out on the inside of my leg, and went into the other leg and was lodged into my kneecap. Oh, wow. So he said, um, he said, there's nothing we can do with, with the one leg. He said, it's, it's busted up so bad. And he says, fortunately, he says that I can tell you there was no main artery hit there or he wouldn't even have made it into town. And she looked and she was, what am I going to, and she says, no, I, and no. And my father-in-law came in and my dad and they found out what was going on. And they says, we're going to take him on Sioux Falls. Uh, we want, we want to take him there to a professional place. They said, so um, they took me to an airport in, Watertown, and then flew me by plane to Sioux Falls, where they met me with an ambulance, and the ambulance took me in to the Watertown or Sioux Falls Hospital. How, how ironic! The guy that was on call, the doctor that night, was a local doctor from Clark, South Dakota. Oh, really? He was, yeah. And he looked at me and he says, "I know you." He says, my name is, this is my name. And he says, you probably don't know me. And I, and he says, you probably don't care at this point. But he says, I'm going to tell you, he says, you've got a very severe and very, your, your big bone is shattered. And he says, part of it's laying on the inside of your leg. And he said, the other one is broke, but he said, it's kind of tipped. He said, and the, and the bullet, he said, is under your kneecap. So he says, it. this is going to be a long and serious surgery tonight. And he says, I'm going to tell you right up. He says, and he told my wife and dad and father-in-law, he says, I don't know if we can come out of it and save his leg. So that night they had surgery. 
and I was told the surgery went for seven and a half hours, and I have no idea. I you wow, know I lost, that's a long time. Yeah, I, I had no idea what's going to happen. The only thing what my wife said was, she says, Lon, she said, there's a good chance you're going to lose your leg. Last, last thing I want here. <laughs> yep. But anyway, when I did come out of surgery, um, I guess I kind of I wondered, did I have my leg or not? And you know, you you looked, and yeah, it's still there. It, 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 I'm I still got my leg, and yep. and that was a bright spot, and um. My wife came in, and then my dad, father-in-law, and he says, Lon, he says, I'm going to tell you, he says, the way it is. He said, the bullet went through the middle of your leg, he said, and he showed it. And on the inside, he says, there was a hole that came out of that first leg big enough, he says, you could put a saucer in your side of your leg. That's how much of the inside of your leg is missing. And on the other one, when it went in, he says that there was bones and flesh, and then the bullet mushroom because it was a soft nose bullet. Yep. And he says it cut the other one, but he said it was underneath the kneecap. He says I got the bullet out, and he says what we would like to do. He says we'd like to put pins, drill through your leg, drill in different spots, drill, and put weights on there and see if we can pull some, what's left of the bones back together and let them grow together. Okay. He said, He said, I'll tell you, he says we could plate it, pin it, and everything, but he says, but he said it'd be a tough on you later on. He said, if I can just do it that way, have them grow back together, he said it'd be stronger and better for you. The downsides, he says, you can figure out you're going to be in the hospital for six months. And... You know, then I just timed and mean, well, okay, yeah, oh, what, six months. Yeah. Well, if you got a wife and family and that, six months a long time. It is. But um, I laid on my back for six months. Every day, remembering what happened, how it happened. And I remember to this day, I, re- I, I, I remember what it was just um, I didn't know at the time the neighbor that went out and went hunting with me he had just bought this 243 and he'd never shot it oh wow it was was brand new to him so he wasn't familiar with his uh, rifle at all right and the safety it was a bolt action and the safety was on the bolt okay on the on the back side. Yep. After, well, I don't know how long it was, the, and I wouldn't have the right name for the people that, that they came in and they said, we want to reenact what happened so that you're clear on what happened. They said they talked to the hunting partner and what had happened was the, the deer, when they were running on the passenger side, he put the window down, stuck the gun out, took the gun off safety and when they went in front of the pickup um he didn't put the safety back and in the excitement i guess you could say 
he when he leaned in the door, he locked the door, and he was trying to get out. He, you know, yep. We've all I've done it, buck fever and that, and he couldn't get out. So what he did, he my door was open and I was standing right outside. So he scooted across and stuck the gun out to get out, and uh, he pulled the trigger. They figured it was about two and a half, three foot away from me when it went off. Oh wow! And yeah, and so the they said that's where the burning and the concussion of the gun. They said where you came from. But um, when that hit you, they said it went through both. It just it lined up through both your legs, cutting the bone. And they said very fortunate. They said that you didn't in a few minutes lose a main artery, or and they said that. Um, you could have died within a couple minutes. Yeah, so they said somebody was watching over you, and they said you may not think so, but they says you are. Well, so we they presented me, <laughs> they presented me with the bullet. They said here it is. They said, and I mean it. I still got it to this day. It's mushroomed out pretty good, and you you, know, you look at it, and it's oh man, yeah, this is what hits a deer and. You can understand how it takes them down. Yep. But after six months of laying on my back, and I mean, no mobility whatsoever. I, I, I had no, I couldn't walk. There was no bathroom. There was no nothing. I just, everything, I laid in bed. And it just started to think, you know, was I lucky or not? I don't know, but I'm lucky to be alive. But. It just, finally, the doctor, he comes in after six months, and he says, well, he says, your six-month stay, he says, is going to be determined if you stay any longer by you. He says, we think we can take the, these little pins that they drilled through to pull the bones up in place. We think they're starting to get strong enough, and we need to get you up and we need to get you walking, and we need to get your strength back. Well, that was just like telling a, a little boy, well, finally going to the candy store, because yep. oh, I can't wait for this. I was just, and he says, I'm going to tell you, he says, you're going to struggle. It's going to be hard. He says, this is going to be all brand new to you. You're going to look, you've been laying down. It's going to be tough. Well, I thought, yeah, we're right. I'll stand up and I'll show you. Well, again, they were right. It, they, they'd take me down to therapy and they'd put me on a turntable, they call it, and they'd strap me in and they'd tilt the table up and that would hold me in place until I couldn't stand it no more and then lay me back down. And after weeks of finally being able to be upright without getting sick or without uh, throwing up, they said what we're going to do now, they said, is we're going we're gonna to put casts on. So I had casts from my ankles to my hip on both legs. They said that now we know that we got to start getting you mobile and getting you where you can maybe, you know, walk in between some parallel bars and do something, but they said, we got to work at it. And they said, it's going to take time because your arm muscles too now are, they said, they, they're they going to have to be strengthened. 
Yeah. Well, after quite a few quite a few weeks in walking in the parallel bars and cussing and crying a lot, I I finally was able to move down the parallel bars myself and sat in a wheelchair. And it took a little over seven and a half months before they said, you know, Lon, you can go home. Isn't that? <laughs> that was the happiest day of my life. Yeah. They, so they came and got me and we came home and they said, you're going to have to work. There's going to have to be walking. You got to get up and walk. You've got to have crutches. You got to keep walking. They said, you've got to build your strength. You're the only one that can do it. Nobody can do it for you. Nope. So after all of that, and I was determined and I just made up my mind and my family did too, that you're going to walk dad. And so I walked through the house and then eventually I, yeah, I got to go outside and walk around the site outside a little bit. Wow. <laughs> this is the happiest day of my life. But, um, after all that, after <laughs> the, the doctor said, he said, we give you so many shots up and down your legs at that time because he says you were a lot of pain. He says, we just couldn't even give you any more pain medicine because he says you were at the top and, and uh, it's just a matter now and you're just going to have to tough it out and do the best you can. But I got up and I walked. And it's it's something I look back at, and um, what did I do? <laughs> I did everything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there is a there is a one thing that I did right. Hunting, you know, from from the pickup. Yeah. I mean, everything, everything. Not no, it, it was my it was my fault. My hunting partner to this day is my best friend. We see one another, and we, you know, we. We go to football games and that, but the emotional stress that was on him, all that was just horrible, just, just horrible. But um, we both made it through it and that. And I guess the only thing that I know when I went back for checkups, they said the only thing, Lon, they said when you turn sixty, sixty-five. You might feel it just a little bit. <laughs> you know what? I'm 69, and, and they're right. Yep. <laughs> the the knees are a little bit, it's hard to bend. They didn't bend too good, even when we finally got to moving a little bit. They only had a certain amount of mobility, but the arthritis and everything else that's coming with it and that now that, you know, they, they prepared me and said that, you know, you probably, at least in the one knee that's been really tore up, they said, you probably have a new knee in there. But if, if, if you, if you see me now, you know, I don't limp, but when I get up from a chair, I kind of got a, oh boy, you know, there, there is a little bit of, of um, hurt there in that, but I am missing a good share of the inside of one leg that 
it just that's what it is and that and the other one there's just like a pretty good sized hole where it went in the kneecap and that but everything everything that I learned in my hunter safety course everything that my folks taught me I did everything wrong there wasn't one thing that I did right and I'm I'm ashamed of what I, I guess because I know better. There's you don't need to hunt on your pickup. You don't need to fire your gun from a pickup. You can walk. You can get out there and enjoy it. And that I have been asked different times here for a hunter safety course. Just what we're doing here. They said tell the story. Tell yep. it to these new kids, and you'd be surprised. I mean, these kids. They might be, you know, talking and that, and then all of a sudden, it's just complete quiet. And and I, I don't, I show them. I wear shorts and I pull it up and I says, "This is what happened." Yeah. I says, "This is what happened," and you'd be surprised. It's just, wow. I bet it's a real eye opener for some of these kids, you know, because you you hear the stories, but until you actually get to talk to someone and actually visually see it in person, then it, you know, it hits them in a different way, I bet. Yeah, it, it, it really is. It, it isn't something that they're thinking, well, yeah, right, it isn't that bad and that. But I have a lot of news clippings, and I got clippings of the first day when I was in the hospital, what it looked like until, and as it progressed in that, and for these kids, the, they see the, laying in the hospital with pins drilled through with weight you know is, is, is this what the way you want to end up for your hunting for the no don't do it don't do it get out of your pickup walk know your partner both know your guns and that it, it it's just everything was done against the whole why why we did that i don't know but we just lost um we lost our sense of conscious and you know, we got the we got the buck fever, but yep. it it was it was a long, long ordeal. And you know, one year of your basically one year you're without you know, you you just you can't go to any of your kids and stuff. You can't there's you lose a year and it's not worth it. And I whether hunting with a shotgun or deer, you know, kids, please do it right. Listen to your instructors. Listen to what they're saying here. Listen to that game warden tell about the rules and regulations. There's a reason it's like that. And usually about that time when they say that, they said, here we have living proof. And, yep. you know, if it helps... If it helps one person, one kid, and that, then it, it's accomplished. But um, it um, it was really it was really something to to go through something like that. And um, I'll, I'll tell you that I have never touched a gun since. Oh, I've really? Never touched. I don't. I don't deer hunt one bit. Was that that was the last time you deer hunted? That's the last time. Um, it, hunting and hunt, you're saying hunting in general, even? 
No, I, I still will get out and shoot a pheasant. Okay. But the deer hunting, I used to just love that opening day of deer season. But I tried it once. I went out with my kids, and they're pretty safe. And we got out, and the first shot was fired, and that I cringed so bad. I opened my gun up and laid my gun down, and then I walked back to the pickup. I yep. said, I just. I said, it, it, just the memory, I can't do it. Well, yeah, it's so understandable. I, I haven't been, yeah, I can't, I haven't been back since. I haven't been back to the deer hunting since, but I'm glad my kids take it up, and now my grandkids, because um, they ask me about it. They, you know, they say, you know, Grandpa, what happened? And you tell them about it, Grandpa, they don't I don't sound like you, but I said I, I got excited, and I said the only thing I thought about was getting that buck. And I says, you know, I says everything we did wrong. I says you, you guys, we got a beautiful country out there, beautiful on that. Yep. Go out, go out and enjoy it. Go out there and enjoy the scenery, and go out and have fun, hun. Don't do it the way I did. Don't do it like that. And. I hope, I hope it gets across and, you know, I, I, it, it's just a long, and it, it's tough on, it was tough on everybody, but just like it happened the other day, well, in November, <laughs> it hasn't been too long. No. To if, me it didn't, but. Have you had any lasting effects from the, the injury? I have. Um, I got. On the the bones, I've had an X-ray in that, and I have there's arthritis setting in pretty bad. Okay. And the the knee and the kneecap that had the bullet under, they've been compromised. He had he called it because he said the one kneecap, he said is just like it's been shoved or pushed, and he said there's no cushion there no more, and he said that all come from that bullet. He yep. said that's all it is. And, you know, at that time, the age I was, I did that, ah, well, 60, 65, and I ain't going to, I won't worry about that. But it, time keeps marching on, and it's here. And uh, it's, they warned me about, they said, even after the knee surgery, they said it's going to be really hard. He said, for you, he said, anybody's going to pop back in a few days, not for you. Because they said some of the bone and that and some of the way that, they, that they're going to have to fit this kneecap in for this new knee, he says, it's going to have to be modified a little bit. Yep. <laughs> Understandably. Well, yep. But he just, there's, there's just things there and that. And, you know, I want to. I want to see all my grandkids hunting and that. And I got some that are going to be coming up in the hunting safety course. Uh, I want to be around. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you're lucky that day that you had such a loving family who advocated for you so strongly uh, to leave that clinic and leave that other hospital and, and go to a bigger hospital. Now, this is back in 1982. So when you're telling me about how the doctor is telling you how he's going to do all this. I, I had no idea that they would even have the wherewithal or the thought or the technology to, to 
to put bones back together back then and man you he must have been one of the top guys around i mean the lord must have been looking out for you that day and had such a incredible surgeon that happened to be there when you arrived you're absolutely right because um like i said he he was a local guy from clark here i mean and he's a well-known doctor he's retired now and he just looked at me and he says I'm going to do whatever I can for you. And he says, I'm going to do it. And thank God he, he was on call. And I'm thank God he um, put me back together. You know, later on, <laughs> there were things that we could laugh about. He was, he was quite a sportsman himself. And he said, boy, he says, I've heard about the deer you shot. And he says, this is a phenomenal, phenomenal deal here. He says, we're going to put the bones back together. He said, then it's going to be up to you. But he says, I'll do whatever it takes. Um, the, the biggest deal was the inside of the legs, the holes that were there, and yep. then all the, 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 the infection and that they was really, really worried about. But he just said, he just said, you got to be the luckiest person in the world. He says, they even be here. But, uh, well, and if, you know, even to this day, um, not this day, but not too long ago on that, and he was knocking the door. Here it was. He was visiting town, and he said, I just wanted to see how you're doing. Wow. And I said, well, I'm doing pretty good. I says, I'm a little slower. <laughs> he, says, I, he says, I tell people, and he says, my classes, stories about you. And he he had clippings and stuff that this is what he did. Yep. In, in a way, I, I'm sure it did help in his, but he just said, we just, the kid was going to get better. He knew it. And he just says, we did our part. He did his part. So, oh, it was a, it so, was just, so it how, was just something. Not to interrupt you, but how old were you when this injury happened, Lon? I was born in 54. So what would that have made me? 28? Nope. Yep. No. Nope. 54, 64, 74, 84. That's 30, then minus 2, 28. Yep, 28 years old. And, you know, I was just starting my own business in Carpenter. I mean, I I just had started my own being a Carpenter in that. And being a Carpenter, you have to be pretty, you know, you're always moving, dealing and that. Well, that. They told me, they said, you're going to have to look for a new profession. And thank God at that time, my father-in-law says, you know, he says, we got a lot of acres to farm. He says, why don't you come work for us? So I worked for there for a while, and um, it just, it took a long time to get things back to where it was. Yep. I just, um, you know, it, I'm pronged. I, I'm pronged. Uh, I, I should have quit on <laughs> a long time ago, I guess, Brad, because uh, um, <laughs> this doctor, he looked at me and he said, say, he says, later on, this, he says, do, do you hunt a lot? And I says, yeah, I do. He said, do you, he says, you must use shotguns too. And I says, yes, I do. Uh, yeah. He said, do you know, you've got about 20 BBs in your bones, in your leg. I says, yep, I know that. And he says, 
boy, <laughs> somebody's watching out. So <laughs> that was a whole other story there. That was another one of them dumb moments, I guess you would say. But, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, so this isn't the first time you've been shot? No, this, no, I've been shot once with a shotgun before that. What was the story on that one? Well, it, um, we got time. We got time, Lon. We got time. If you got time, <laughs> I'm just wondering. You're probably thinking, "How dumb is this guy?" <laughs> well, apparently, um, the Lord is looking after you. You're still around. <laughs> well, he, <laughs> he, he's using it, you to uh, teach le- life lessons to other hunters out there. Is what I mean. I, it, you know, I believe. I strongly believe that sometimes we're put here to uh, to teach others. I think you're right. It, you know, it was one of them deals that when I was young, a little bit, about a year before that, I, God, I love the duck hunt. Oh, I love the duck hunt. So one day, I was just driving around, my um, nephew and me, and I, wow, I said, look at all them ducks. I said, they lit over there in that dugout. And he says, well, let's sneak up this side. I said, I got a better idea. I said, you come up one side, and I'll come up the other side. We'll get him. And he went. We went around different sides of the dugout, and I thought I don't know. I couldn't remember. Did I tell him to go up first or what? But anyway, I couldn't hear nothing, and I thought, well, I'm supposed to go up. So I went run up over the side of the dugout, and wouldn't you know it? He come up the other side of the dugout, and his first shot was across the dugout, and he hit me from the waist down, and lifted me up. And I rolled right down to the edge of the water. It just, um, that was, it was pretty hard. And he come over there and he says, I didn't get any ducks, but he says, I think I hit you. Oh, <laughs> well, I says, I think you did. But I says, and I, you, you're probably going to edit this because this, <laughs> no, this is really. That's okay. My, 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 he says, what are we going to do? And I says, whatever you do. I says, we don't tell nobody. We don't tell my parents or your parents. Cause I said, they'll take our guns away. So, I mean, here, my legs were bleeding pretty good. And we went back to the house and that night. I, I told my brothers what happened and that, and they said, well, you tell mom and dad, you're going to, the gun, they're going to take our guns away. I said, I, I know it, but I, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say nothing. Well, the next day was football practice. So I had my brother write a fake note to get me out of football practice so I can go to the doctor. And I went in there, and she looked at me, and she said, what happened, Lon? And I pulled my pen. I said, I was shot in the legs. But I, she looked at it, and she says, you're still bleeding. She says, how far? And she took an x-ray, and she said, the BBs are in the bone, Lon. Oh, wow. And, and I said, well, I said, yeah. I said, anything we can do? She said, I can get you some antibodies and put some gauze around it and stuff like that. But she says, that would have been another thing brought up is you'd have lost your eyes. And I said, well, never thought about that at the moment. But I said, boy, my legs sure kind of hurt. And she says, they're going to hurt because she says, and she says, what's this deal over this one baby hole, like one or two places here? Well, I said, I sat in the bathroom in the house and I said, I took a razor blade and I thought I could make an X on them and pop the BBs out, but I said I couldn't get deep enough. She looked at it and she says, I got to put stitches in there. She says, how deep did you go with that razor blade? I said, well, it bled quite a bit. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, how, all the things, 
do. All the things, and if you think you're going to hide it from your folks, forget it. That night when I got home, Mom and Dad met me at the door, and they said, well, the pharmacist left some medicine for us. I was supposed to bring home for you, and they said, because we got shot. Well, guess what? The cat's out of the bag yep. now. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't ever try to, your mom and dad always know that. But um, it, it was quite a painful deal for a long time with, with the babies. But even the other day when I went in there, to, they're gonna, they looked at my knees and that again and that. He looked and he says, my gosh, he said, how many babies you got in you? And I said, I don't know. They said there was quite a few in the one. They said, well, you've got quite a few, and they're in the bone. So Wow, to this day, all those BBs are still in there. Did they get any BBs out? The only ones I got out were the ones that were kind of on the side of my leg. Okay. You could see them, and I could kind of, but um, the other ones, um, no. And that was before this deer accident, and my doctor from Clark, he looked and he says, BBs, rifle. He says, you ain't going to take up archery, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't, I don't think so. And he says, my God, he says, you're a walking, he says, a walking disaster. And I said, Stupidity is what it was. A walking, a walking billboard, billboard for hunter safety. <laughs> but same thing there. Why? Why would you do that? Why? Because, you you know, you have that, I called it, it wasn't a dumb moment, it was stupid. Come over the dugout on each side and shoot. That's, what's wrong with, what's wrong with it? A guy should have learned a lesson there, but I didn't. And it just, it was just, um, yeah, somebody was watching over Yeah, the Lord was definitely watching over you. So you've but, you've since been um, was it the state of South Dakota that uh, you actually did a commercial on hunter safety, correct? Yes, I did. For yes, was did. it the state of South Dakota? Yep, sure was. And how many yeah, years what, ago was what, that, Lon? Oh, oh boy, you look pretty young in the commercial. So <laughs> I was going to say that it wouldn't have been too long after that. Okay. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I I remember I'm sitting there and recording it and taking pictures and all that, but I just don't remember the year and that. But Do you remember how you were asked, or did you volunteer, or how how did that come about? No, they. Um, I got a knock at the door, and the guy walked in, introduced himself, and he says, "I've been reading." He said, "I did read your article in the Sioux Falls paper. I made the front of the Sioux Falls paper." Uh, the first day of the, after the deer season, when okay. I got shot, they got a picture of me laying there. Yep. <laughs> he says, we followed the story until you came home, and he said, we'd like to follow up on it if it's okay with you. And I says, well, I says, sure is. But I says, you know, it made me, I, if, if anything, made me more aware, and I hope it makes more kids more aware that, Know where you're going. Know where that muzzle is. Know if you got a shell in the barrel. Every gun, every gun, treat it like it's loaded. It it just everything. You can you can write. This is a textbook of what you shouldn't do. Yeah. That you shouldn't. And 
I'm not proud of it, but maybe, like you say, maybe somebody I'm I'm put there that maybe I can help somebody, somebody else, so it doesn't you know happen to them because it's just a from physical to metal to everything. It's just a it's just a phenomenal. It's just a horrible horrible deal, and everybody the kids at the hunter safety course. You know, the main questions were, were they asked was, do you have dreams do you, at night? And I said, you know, at first I did. I really, really did. But I said, I have a strong faith. And I said, I got a good family. And I said, they they helped me through it. Yeah. I said, I just, if I could just help one kid, if I could just help one, don't do this. It's, it's been well worth it. Yeah, it's definitely an amazing story that you have. And, yeah, I didn't know you had been shot a second time. That's <laughs> that's really you know, crazy. And it, yeah, it, it, and to get through it, and to get through all that, and, and especially with the ther- physical therapy, um, I've had some surgeries, uh, shoulder issues and stuff, and different surgeries. And, yeah, the therapy, it's a lonely road. It's it's just it you and and uh, your body trying to to get back and no matter how much people love you and what they want to do for you it, it it can't help you it's just you and it it takes a it's a it takes a very strong willed person and someone who has a lot of faith and strength to to make it back and I'm I'm so happy that you've come back from all this. Well, it's made me a it's made me a a, a lot. Better. I thought I was a good hunter before, but it's made me a lot better. That's made me a lot more aware in the field when I'm with here up to oh, four or five years ago. I did guide for some pheasant hunts on okay. a lodge out here, and I I harp. I, I don't want to use the word harp, but you can't believe how I would check you know which way the, the guns were pointed they're loaded and I was more aware and like I say it, it it made me pass it on to these people that you know we have to be safe we do not want anything like this some of them got maybe a little offended saying well isn't this just too much safety and I said there never is too much no I said let me tell you what happened and pretty soon they just say they look at you and wow okay so it it um it's it's unusual what what happened how it happened like I say it um it happened but we didn't know our gun we didn't you know we didn't, safety was off and what happened happened yeah. Well, thank you, Lon, for sharing your story. Is there anything else you want to add to it? or? Well, I can tell you that, I, first of all, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't get to you at 7. I just totally just blanked it out. I just, I forgot. But uh, sitting here talking about it and that, you know, we're getting close to that hunting season again. And, that, yep. and you know, there's been, we've went through our hunter safety course here and that. And do you know, We've had the most kids, and I'm not saying just boys. We had half and half. We had girls, and it was 
so gratifying to see those girls out there. They the smiles and the laughing. Yeah. And you know, it, it was just like, wow. You know, I, I, I'm I'm glad I can be part of that. I'm just glad I can be there. Maybe I can't walk with them because I don't walk very good, and then you little graphs or a lot of tangle up and, and I fall down. So I've had to change that a little bit. The only thing I'm good for is taking a dog and guiding them and walking with them. But, you know, that's still, yep. it's still good. But yeah, it's, I hope we can just, I hope we can touch some of the kids out there and that. And don't do this. Don't do it. Thank you, Lon. I believe a person can will themselves to accomplish whatever they set their minds to. The famous quote from the Shawshank Redemption movie says it best, get busy living or get busy dying. The message of this line is clear. You can get out there and make something happen, or you can spend your life just going through the motions and waiting for something to happen. Lon Reedburn fought his way back from tragedy and made a great life for himself. That desire that pushed him through the lonely journey that is rehab burns in all of us. Sometimes it takes a little life-altering event to bring it out. Remember, tomorrow is promised to no one. I want everyone to be safe and enjoy all that Mother Nature has to offer. If you like what you heard today, click the subscribe button to hear more upcoming stories. If you or someone you know have a survival story you'd like to share, contact me at I survived the wild outdoors at gmail.com.